What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Insurrection Inc. podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Matt, fucking New York. But... Tell me about it, dude. Yeah, well, you know, first off, you better thank me for that, you know, like, week and a half long vacation that all you co-hosts got. I've been taking like a month vacation, dude. You have. This is your first episode in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've just you, got. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that. Yeah, but you haven't recorded with us since uh, Bird moved and Texas. Land People Lover, right? Yep, and moved to Texas. So it wasn't a month. It's uh, two weeks. No, that's oh, because that went up to. Oh yeah, no, we recorded we down the twenty sixth of January. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, to the listeners, I haven't been gone for a month. So yeah. That's what matters. Fuck them, right? I mean, I don't yeah, it's know all about the feel about them at this point. It's all about the kayfabe, you know. Porter's dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim is just a homeless guy that straddles the studio, so like it is what it is. And Ooh. still, you know, rest in peace, Porter. That one yeah. really sticks with me every day. Did he? Did he get a chance to listen to the eulogy? No, I, I haven't yet. Um, I'm visiting the grave soon, though. And, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, gonna Dude. go see his family and you know just talk with them and see if they need anything. It's very terrible. I'm a little. I am a little fucking salty that uh, I didn't get an invite to the funeral. Oh. So, like, that's two funerals in the last year I didn't get an invite to. Also, Ted from Crowdfunded Government, he just died, and, like, I, I never got to go to the funeral. So, it's like, shit. Well, Neocon Remover resurrected, so that's all that matters. Yeah, he truly is our Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's the Jesus of today's liberty movement. But then, wait, what does that make Pete and El Pulpo? Pete's Moses. Uh, Pete's, but Moses never died. Like he only died once. Oh yeah, Pete died. That's right. That's know. a tough I, one. Are they all Jesus? Is this the Holy Trinity? Is, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Christian. I don't know. Conversation. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, yeah, if you're on Twitter, find Pete's account. It'll always come back. You just got to know how to find it. But man, fucking New York. So to the listeners, I. Just got back uh, a day before recording this. I got back to Miami from five days in Sodom. And holy fucking shit, do I hate that goddamn city. I mean, from the second I landed. Now, here's the bullshit about flying during the COVID era. They tell you, oh, you need a COVID test to get on the airline. You need a COVID test to get into the state of New York. Otherwise, you have to have your 14-day quarantine. And I did the COVID test. That was the first time I'd ever done a COVID test in a year of this shit going on. Obviously fucking negative because the shit is a hoax. <laughs> but I come in with my tests ready. Nothing. TSA doesn't ask for it. Nobody asks for it. I get that there's a fucking National Guard check line. In the airports in New York City. Fucking National Guard is staying there. Goddamn weekend warriors in their silly little uniforms. Handing out silly little forms for you to fill out. That do nothing. Because they don't even fucking track you. I, which I guess I'm glad for. But at the same time, I really went through all this hassle for nothing. But so I get through. And also, it's a bitch to fly with a mask on. Because that's three hours, at least, with a fucking mask on straight. Yeah, I couldn't wear it for a minute. No, and the airlines are so fucking anal about it. I flew JetBlue, and they made an announcement like twice on a plane. Like, if you fall asleep, make sure to fall asleep with your mask on so we don't have to wake you up. And now apparently there's like a federal fine if you don't wear a mask on an airplane. I heard they'll ban so, you. 
from flying with those airlines in the future too in some cases wouldn't fucking doubt it yeah would not fucking doubt it at all i was just like well you know i don't want to drive back down because that's a 20 hour drive so i'll just put this on for two and a half hours and sleep man i wish porter were here you know like alive to talk about the economics of privatized uh, airliners (laughs) and how that'd be effective but you know maybe one of us can build up the brains to talk about that one day but for now we're talking about uh yeah new york yeah really the the economics of this podcast are understand i'm missing my better half with that yeah he's he's gone for good dude it was like live it was like going through a soviet satellite state the amount of propaganda that's all over the place. So every taxi cab, which yes, I had to take the fucking taxi and I hate that. Every fucking taxi cab has a little TV in it. And this little TV is constantly blaring propaganda. It's showing you how, it's like they haven't updated anything in any year. They're like still showing you how to make a mask at home. Like what you can use as a cloth mask. Stay six feet apart. All no. this shit. They have like talk show hosts talking about COVID like Jimmy Kimmel. All the radio stations are talking about COVID. You have to stand six feet apart, blah, blah, blah. There's signs everywhere. There was a billboard on whatever goddamn highway in that shitty little city. And it was the Statue of Liberty with a bandage on its arm and a mask on. And it said, raise your hand if you're in favor of the COVID vaccine. That is so gay. That is so gay. Yes. That yes. is some libertarian party shit. That's some classical liberal shit. That yes. is so gay. Cool. And you know the worst part? You would think with gay-ass propaganda like that, with Jimmy Kimmel telling you how to be safe during COVID and the Statue of Liberty with a mask on, you would think more New Yorkers would be like, hey, what the fuck is this? We're New Yorkers. We're not doing this shit. Right. No. Dude, it was depressing seeing the amount of people. I thought Miami was bad. Seeing the amount of people walking with masks on when there's no one else on the street in like sheer numbers, like at least in Miami, I can count the amount of people disobeying like it's a half and half over there. It's like 95% and they're all so goddamn paranoid about it. The amount of people up there that I saw double masking, it was astounding and temperature checks everywhere. Half the restaurants I went to. Had a temperature check to get in. I've never encountered. Well, I've encountered that one time. And that was whenever I was in Auburn. And they didn't even do the real temperature check. They just acted like they were doing it. Yeah. I encountered one. And that was to get into a city building here in Miami. To file for a permit. Aside from that, I had never experienced one. Because I've never seen a restaurant that's like, Oh, hold on. We got to take your temperature. Okay, you can go in. Complete bullshit. Also, complete bullshit, going back to masks on airlines. If I need a negative COVID test to get on, why do I need to wear a mask on here if everyone on the plane is negative? I mean, yeah. There's no fucking answer. No, yeah. I mean, no goddamn I'm muting myself, but there is no answer to that. That's <laughs> there is a good no question. fucking answer. I mean, but there's, I mean, we can talk about the logic of the mask wearers all day, one second. <laughs> the lack thereof, but yeah. And so it's just everyone is so anal about it, and they're so proud to be wearing their masks. It is fucking insane, that goddamn city. And that doesn't even begin to talk about like how much I just hate everything about it in general. It is just 
such a shithole. Now, let me tell you, I was staying in Manhattan in a bougie-ass apartment, and I hated every second of it. I had never felt so fucking dead inside in a long time than being surrounded by all those stupid-ass buildings, stupid-ass New Yorkers, stupid-ass expensive fucking food that's not even that good, going to all the bougie fucking restaurants, taking taxis everywhere. If you want to get somewhere, you have to take a taxi or you have to walk. There's pretty much no such thing as fucking driving. And then everything is so fucking far from each other. I really... If I had to live in that city, I think I would kill myself. Well, um, first thought was, I remember you were texting me, well, you were texting our group chat earlier this week while you were yeah. in New York, and it made it sound like uh, the whole place was almost turning you into a damn Antifa George Soros agent. Any comments on that? Yes. Yes. So, um, I'm currently seeing someone who is very loaded forever long this lasts and their lifestyle filled me with existential dread i mean they're spending money for fucking nothing and the prices in that goddamn city dude i found fucking cheese for like a wedge of cheese for ten dollars like regular cheese it was fucking terrible. And then they're just constantly going to all these bougie-ass restaurants. And I felt so fucking uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to sit in some fancy-ass fucking restaurant with some fancy-ass service. Like, there was a goddamn doorman in their building. And, like, porters. Not our porter. Like, the one who carries bags. And I was just like... Just a bunch well, of porters own- talking Austrian <laughs> economics and carrying fucking bags around hotel. Oh, man. Rest in peace, porter. <laughs> He lived on in that hotel. Yeah, I, I could tell. Some say his ghost haunts it to this day. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I get out of the fucking taxi and don't want to take my bag. No, I'll take my own goddamn bag up the stairs. Sure, I'm down like half a finger, but I'm not handicapped. I'll carry my own goddamn bag. I carried it through the fucking airport. I'll bring my shit up. I don't want your fucking help. And like they had the doorman bringing up like their Uber Eats. And the amount of times they fucking Uber Eats something. It's just like... And this lifestyle was just, like, always going out to eat and all this shit. And it was, like, their apartment was so expensive but so tacky. It was just, like, white and gold everywhere. And, it, you know, as a Jew, you'd be, like, you'd be surprised that I would have a problem with gold being everywhere. But no, I have a fucking problem because it was fucking ugly. As a libertarian, you would think you wouldn't have any problem with yeah. gold being everywhere. Well, number one, it was, like, things painted gold, not oh. real gold. So oh, that oh. set me off a little bit. Well, true. But it was just so gaudy. And it was just like everything about their fucking lifestyle. It was like, I never wanted this. If I had their money, I would still live like a middle class person. Well, yeah. I mean, you should do that regardless of how much money you are. It's just yeah. as as Porter, God rest his soul, would say, it's just that it's the economic thing to do. Exactly. You know, you save your money by not blowing it all over the place. Because that shit adds up quick, man. I'm glad I didn't pay for pretty much any of my meals while I was up there. <laughs> But holy fucking shit, dude, the only good time I really had was either on the couch cuddling or when I went to go visit my sister in Brooklyn, which Brooklyn is a little bit more low-key. It's still too fucking much for me, but it's more low-key than Manhattan. And like, I went and got normal food for the first time in two or three days. How was, was seeing your sister nice, I guess? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's pregnant, so, you know, I'm glad I was happy to see her. I was happy oh, to yeah. see her, my brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. So that was nice. 
But it's just like Brooklyn, and Brooklyn was so bad. The, the highlight was seeing a kid fall off their scooter and laughing at him. Yeah, that's always fun. It, it was hilarious. A little fucking idiot just ate concrete. Well, <laughs> on the flip side of your little uh, vacation up north, I have moved deeper down south to Texas. I'm not sure if our listeners know this yet. I mean, I'm not going to get into all the hairy details just in case, you know, Brianna Coyle's listening to this trying to dox me again. <laughs> but, uh... But you know, man, I actually, before you continue, I really want to appreciate, like, how you went to Texas and now you legitimately just look like a Confederate soldier. Thank you. You've really got, like, the mud and chops coming in. Your hat sort of looks even like a... Like, it's a beanie yeah. slash cap, but it sort of looks like a Confederate cap. It looks like... Like, the little lines on it. It, either looks, it sort of looks like a tassel. Well, it either looks like a Rastafarian thing or that, what you just pointed out. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. It's like you're but, uh, you're really, like, rocking the general yeah. vibe right now. Oh, I dude, I'm, I'm full on embracing it. You know, I, I love my wife. I love my God. I love my troops. <laughs> but most of all, I love Texas. And and Reagan. Amen. Yeah, oh, yeah, Reagan. Got, and Reagan we trust. Amen. Yeah, but, um, can't believe you missed that episode. I mean, that in- yeah, that episode. That, that interview. Jesus, the interview. Uh, I really Fuck had to man. shit. This idiot fucking retard. Uh, but anyways, Texas, as much as I love New Mexico, Texas is so much fucking better, dude. Like, 100% better. And I blame it all on my the fucking governor down in New Mexico, Luan Grisham. She's a cunt. Uh, so, you know, Texas is just awesome. Um... No, barely anyone wears masks around where I'm at. I don't have to wear it at my fucking job. My bosses are cool shit. Uh, I get to work with Matt, who made an appearance on our Mises U live episode. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know the guy much other than that, but it's cool that we're able to move in together and work together. But um, I just fucking love it, dude. It's totally awesome. And I think all y'all should come out here, but yeah, man, Texas um, is everything bigger well, there. Yes, and based, uh, I'm bigger here. Did your um, dick get bigger? No, that stayed the same. But like my oh, my dude, brain's would... gotten bigger, my muscles are getting bigger. Dude, imagine uh, how cool that would be if you cross like the state line and your dick on Michael got two inches. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Ah, that'd be really cool. Then I really love Texas. Um, Dude, I could f- if that happened, I could get four inches on my dick just by crossing the border. <laughs> bro, everyone would come to Texas, or at least all dudes would. Then it would just be a huge, awesome sausage fest where everyone's just like, yeah. We got dude, big dicks, state- we got big guns. <laughs> a state with no hearts. women, dude. Fuck. Oh, that sounds really good. I wish that's, that happened. That's the Fuck. dream, Jay. Jay Gay. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, I just go start a Ram Ranch. Yeah, you should show up and you should open up Ram Ranch down here. And yeah, eighteen naked cowboys. Yeah, in the just start a cult and like convince dudes that once they move to Texas, their dicks get bigger, and you'll just get them all to come down here, and you know you'll have your little worshippers. You just get what you just start. You just need to start doing a shit ton of those extends, so that way every time they come out to pray to you, you're just like, wow, voila, and you got a fat. Fucking discolored, veiny, long-ass dick just flopping around, and they're all like, whoa! And you're like, and you can be this too, only if you become Texan. I think you can do it, Jay. I think that's what you should do with your life. Oh, man, I think I could too. Fuck this podcast. I think that's really... I'm going to get on that, man. It's going to be like a Kegel cult. Yeah, hell yeah, do it. 
They'll probably you'll probably be like the next Waco. Yeah, exactly. Like the pro- ATS probably gonna come in and be like they they have narcotics, and then PTM is gonna be like all they had was extends, not narcotics. They were just trying to get bigger dicks, and the government. There was kettleballs that they tied their dicks to. The U.S. government cannot even let citizens have bigger dicks these days. That is a crime. And then Ron Paul will be like, "Where is our liberty to have big cocks?" And yeah, it'll just be a whole. Hoorah, man. Lou Rock will write a nice article on it. Uh, we'll get the Mises Institute to rally around and we'll make this the problem of the decade. And Jay, I think Holy you can be at the pulse of it. Holy fucking shit, man. Well, you know, I'm always ready to be a martyr for the cause. And if that cause is bigger dicks, man, we, I'll take it. We love it. bigger dicks. I'll take it. <laughs> Says the trans lesbian. Yeah. Oh, good one, Jay. I don't know if our listeners will get that, but... That, no, they're not, be, but they will want to make the next lo-fi. I've been collecting clips, so... Uh, hey, I, I think we have some good lo-fi clips in here already. We can make, we can make we a do. whole... We do. There's, there's definitely going to be another we, one we coming out soon. We should just make a song out of this episode called uh, Bigger Dicks. That just should be the song, and you produce it. I'll, I'll write some lyrics. I'll make it all rap in the middle of it. Lo-fi has been in the blood of this show since the very fucking beginning. Yeah, I don't get it. I fucking don't really care for that kind of music. I, I like like I don't songs. either. Yeah, well, that's Dude, I don't. I don't get around that. I don't like it either. But it's, it's just funny because it's so easy to make. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all because of the Carl Weezer makes a lo-fi EP video so, that we saw at like the beginning of the show. What you're saying? What? Well, I hear what you're saying, but what I'm think you're actually trying to say is that fuck lo-fi we need to start a house band you know how like yes. uh, jimmy fallon has the roots i think maybe we could yeah. get like say culture club or the talking heads you know we can acdc that'd be an awesome house band yeah the instruction yeah, I, I, think was, <laughs> I think it would be good if we entered every show and was like karma chameleon yeah or yeah karma chameleon i was thinking that one or like Whatever, you know, something really bad happens in the news, we can open up the episode with, do you really want to hurt me? And then we can show Porter's face and it's rest in peace, Porter. Do you really want to make me cry? I don't know the rest of the lyrics. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I don't even know what fucking, fucking song you're singing. I love Culture Club. You don't know that song? No, I oh, don't. Dude, I only know Karma Chameleon you, by Culture Club. That song I don't know any of the other songs. You need to look that song up after this. It's a classic. I'm sure our listeners appreciate oh, but this. Shit, man. We haven't talked anything <laughs> about libertarianism. We've just talked about New York, Texas, and bigger dicks, and now Culture Club. Or getting a house. Dude, I don't, I don't fucking know when's the last episode we talked about libertarianism. Cool. I'm fine with going off in this direction. <laughs> this show is only like libertarian adjacent now. Yeah. Like, we do libertarian comedy, but we don't do libertarian topics. No, I mean, we do. It's just, I mean, what all comes out occasionally is libertarian. It's just like, uh, Yeah, I th- the last one was when Porter and I talked about uh, the HR-127. Oh, man. God, God rest Porter. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, yeah, fucking hell. So, Texas, man, how's, like, is that, like, your state that you're going to die in now, or? Oh, man, maybe. Perhaps. You know. It's a pretty, it's beautiful just in how it looks. The people are great. The weather's great. Well, the weather wasn't great when I first Gonna get yourself here. to, 
<laughs> yeah, you got. Oh, shit, were you without power? Oh, no. I mean, we stayed at a friend's house and it went out of power sometimes, but it was just rolling blackouts. But uh, the oh, worst okay. part was I got into this uh, pretty fun wreck. And mm. yeah, <laughs> I should be dead now, but I should be up there with Porter chilling with the angels. <laughs> but Porter, I'm sorry, buddy. My time just wasn't now. I got bigger plans. Or the Lord's got bigger plans for me. Yeah, Porter, you can't be so... I. Dude, he's been coming to me in my dreams, and he's like, why the fuck didn't Stray oh, die? It's so goddamn lonely That's up here. That's terrible. Well, I, and I, I, it's I like, get Porter, it. stop being so fucking selfish. Yeah, but he wants a buddy to hang out You know, with. Earth is for the living. He's, I mean, he must be pretty lonely up here. Yeah, he can't shit like, to anyone. Yeah, you can't, but it's like, man, Earth is for the living, dude. Let us live. I don't, like, yeah. okay, sure. Jack Dorsey killed you, but that's not my fucking problem. Like, I did a eulogy for you. Stop fucking talking to me in my dreams and all the fucking podcast account are going fucking schizophrenic. Yeah, you should just tell Porter's ghost, it's not my fault you died, pussy, and then see what the ghost does. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I have my medium of contacting the ghost through Twitter. Oh, great. This is awesome. It's not Stratty's fault oh. you died. Stop telling me. That it is. But yeah, you know, this gets schizophrenic hallucinations on the podcast kind of sort of like calmed down in the last couple of days. I think like you could tell I was in a really yeah. bad spot with, uh, you know, fucking being in Sodom. So <laughs> it might kick up again. Who knows? When you say be when you say being in Sodom, I just think about you getting sodomized. Did that happen in New York? I am surprised it didn't, you know, because the last no. time I was in New York, Andrew Cuomo did sodomize me, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally, that's crazy. Yeah. Andrew, how'd you end up in the same room as Andrew Cuomo, and how'd he end up in your ass? It's unexplainable. You don't know how. <laughs> I was there. I was there visiting my sister, and he comes into the to the restaurant that we're in. I go to the bathroom. He follows me in, and then it's like that scene in, from Rick and Morty with King Jellybean. Did he tell you to call Mandy? You know, it's just like a scrawny little 17 yeah, I was like a scrawny little 17-year-old, so I couldn't really fight back. He just bent me over the bathroom sink and just with his little fucking needle dick. So I didn't really feel it because of the size, but just like the fact that it happened really got me. Did someone come in and then Andrew Cuomo just looked at them and said, What you gonna do? I'm the governor. <laughs> yeah, my Andrew Cuomo impression's awesome. You can't tell. <laughs> you should have heard my Andrew Cuomo impression last episode. He was like a, he was like a man from the deep south. He was like, oh, oh that God. boy pussy. <laughs> In reality, he sounds yeah. more like this. And you know, he did what he had to do. New York had to yeah. do it. He had to rape me for the state of New York. It's not a good impression <laughs> either, but it's just like, that that's was, how he is. That was how he got back for 9-11. <laughs> that's how but New I'm York not, got, got back. But I'm not Israeli. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, dude, the dancing Israelis, they know. But I'm not, but I'm not Israeli. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's red pill. Yeah, fun fact, fun, fun fact, listeners. Every time Andrew Cuomo sees a Jew, he sodomizes them for 9-11 because of the dancing Israelis. Yeah, that's a quote. I mean, I think I honestly I like the guy. I think he's very really woke. I think, like you said, based red pilled. So Andrew Cuomo, libertarian. That's that's how he'll be remembered from now on. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo is a nine li- eleven. <laughs> yeah, he didn't take the war to another country. He took it home to the real enemy. 
<laughs> Andrew, so Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo just overnight like was like, whoa, guys, I've been wrong. And it's just like, fuck the lockdowns. He just totally just gets woke. Oh, my God. Can you just imagine that happening? Out of nowhere, New York becomes like the most based in red pill state. As our as our great fan Howell would say in all caps, based. <laughs> but dude, yeah, in, in Andrew Cuomo's house, he has the same uh, documentary that the other Andrew watched on repeat, The Truth About Hitler. <laughs> oh, no. That's not based. He'll probably get worse than just less progressive and less juice. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Cuomo is a reactionary hero. He is trad-pilled. <laughs> That's, oh no! Oh man, I, he sexually harassed all those women because he's looking for his Wheatfield girl. Yeah, th- I mean, I like, I really like the Andrew Cuomo character in uh, Insurrection Inc. lore because he has a great character arc. He goes from being a locked, lockdown progressive tyrant to being a based and red pilled anti-scientist libertarian. <laughs> To being an anti-Semitic, far-right, fascist leader. I mean, I don't know any other governor who's evolved that much, but God give it to him, man. He's done a lot of learning. Yeah, I mean, we've been ag- we've been ignoring the Gavin Newsom arc. Oh yeah, I can't it's wait. Like he got arc. he got tanky pilled, dude. Oh yeah, like, California is. Li- yeah, he's just legitimately. He went. He's not even like tanky. He's like Maoist. Oh. So they like. Mouse with some like Pol Pot tendency, so he killed all the smart people, which is why California is so fucking retarded. Okay, well, I'm just, if I could take Andrew Cuomo in his middle stage and go against, <laughs> and he has to fight Mouse, Gavin Newsom, I think we're all cheering for Cuomo there, man. That's our guy. That's insurrection guy of the Gavin. week, Andrew Cuomo. Mouse, Gavin Newsom. I'm sorry we're making your rapist the man of the week, Jay, but he's pretty based in Redfield, like you just said. On the middle arc, not the last arc. I don't like where his character's at now. I just want to honor that specific um, era of Andrew Cuomo's character arc. What he raped you. I gotta fucking cry. <laughs> Oh, man, I hope oh our God. listeners enjoy Oh, you guys stuff. can't see it right now, but I'm so fucking red. My stomach hurts. Holy shit. But yeah, everybody just, like, write letters to Gavin Newsom and be like, I miss it. I miss the times you were a rapist libertarian and not this reactionary fascist that you are. Whoa, Gavin Newsom did just that too? Or Andrew Cuomo, bro? Did I say Newsom? I meant Cuomo. Whoa, man. Getting our No, no. I was. Stuff. I never stepped foot in California. There was no chance for Newsom to touch me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, then what? He doesn't eat. No, I mean, I, Newsom sort of strikes me as like a power bottom. Oh, yeah. So he wouldn't like fuck me in the ass. He'd like forcefully suck my dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think he's that kind of a freak? Yeah. He's not like demanding. Yeah. He's just like we're doing this now. Yeah. I, uh, Malice, Malice Newsome, the bottom rapist. Yeah, I could have handled that. I, I, I'd probably like it. <laughs> I probably I like Andrew Cuomo's approach. <laughs> he uses his dick forcefully for justice. 
<laughs> yeah, Newsom is just like, he looks like he smells like tonsil stones and calcified teeth. <laughs> so it's like, you just got that scent on your dick after. It's like an old person blew you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're leaving the nursing home like, you're, like, did I have a good time or did I not? I can't tell. <laughs> that gum job sure was something else. Chowder! That granny <laughs> gum job got me acting real strange! Oh, dude. Have you heard about that in nursing homes? How, like, you know... I mean, I don't... I'm never putting my parents in a nursing home for many reasons. And this is one of them. Bro, they all just get, like, start losing their minds and fucking the shit out of all of each other. Especially the co-ed ones now. And that, Yeah. Fuck, that's gross. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, dude, they have, like, old... They get high off anything they can get, which is a lot. And then they just have all these old person orgies because they're fucking dying soon oh, anyways. just a bunch of lemon parties. So there's like, there's, dude, there's STD epidemics in nursing I, homes. You know what? I see why Andrew Cuomo let those fuckers die now. I see why he, you know what? I'm on his side now in the whole nursing home debacle. He didn't want those gross ass lemon parties yeah. happening. I don't blame him. Dude, that's why he's trad-pilled. He was like, yeah. there will be no degeneracy in the nursing homes. Yeah. Why is my <laughs> Cuomo just a Gilbert Gottfried? There will be no degeneracy in the nursing homes. <laughs> there will be no degeneracy in the nursing homes. I don't know who the fuck that was. It was not Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> That was not. That was Gilbert Gottfried. That's Years a new conspiracy. Gilbert Gottfried is actually Andrew Cuomo in a fucking mask. Dude, let's make uh, the Andrew Cuomo movie and have Gilbert Gottfried play him. You gotta be cheap now, right? Gilbert Gottfried fucking grew up a long time ago. We can give him his big comeback playing Andrew Cuomo. We can give him his Mel Gibson moment. Hey, we can get Mel Gibson. To play uh, Gavin Newsom and they can have a battle at the end of the movie. <laughs> the Democratic Party Extended Cinematic Universe. All you see is Gilbert Gottfried walk into a nursing home and just release coronavirus. You're no match for the China flu. I don't want to see Harry ball sex bouncing against Harry pussies anymore. He have the China virus. <laughs> they just all fucking perish like an end game. He just snaps his finger and is like, I guess he so good. And they just They dissolve into face masks and that's how we got so many through the state. What the fuck? Andrew Cuomo, oh, instead of wearing a regular face mask out in public, should just wear the Bane mask now. Actually, since he's so based in Red Pill, he should just wear the V for Vendetta mask, bro. No, dude, I'm on with the Bane mask. <laughs> the Bane mask, you like that one better? You were adopted by the coronavirus. I was born into it, molded by it. <laughs> and he just he breaks the back of he walks in he walks in with a no he walks in with a bane mask picks up an old person and smashes their back on his knee and then yeah and then, and then like, throws him down a pit and then and then wait I know it's, I know February just ended 
but during Black History Month, he could wear an <laughs> NF Doom's mask. <laughs> yeah, it could be his face mask against coronavirus. And that dude's mask doesn't even cover the mouth. But fuck it, it's cool. Dude, I just had I just had a fucking conspiracy. What if like during Black History Month, Trudeau had like a little bit of blackface and red lips under his face mask, and he was laughing the whole time like they don't even know. He's like, that's the whole reason he's been pushing masks. He's like, I'm based in Redfield. I want to get away with my joke. Maybe Justin Trudeau's based in Redfield, Jay. I think we're on to something here. I think all these politicians we've been hating, really, there's no reason to hate them. There's just the deeper science to all their shit. Yeah, dude. It's like, what has Ron DeSantis done that's based in Redfield? Nothing. Yeah. Dude's a pussy. Fuck it. I am convinced now. Okay, you know what? I retract everything I said about New York. I'm going up there, and I'm a diehard Cuomo fan now. Cuomo for life, dog. God Emperor Cuomo. You're just going to walk up to him and be like, hey, I forgive you, homie. It happens, right? You're like, I mean, I'm sorry for what my people did to y'all. But we cool now, right? And then he rapes me again. Bro, he he just doesn't like Jews, though. That's terrible. He was shutting down the synagogue, remember? And he was saying to secret police. You're to, right. Yeah, he was, like, saying secret police to go and photograph the windows of synagogues. Like, are they praying in there? They can't pray in there. Get out of think, there. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should go apologize to Cuomo. I don't think. I mean, I don't think you should go tell Cuomo you forgive him. I still don't think it will go well, Jay. I don't think I should go to New York. As big as a fan as you might be, as big as a fan as you might be. Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where you should never meet your heroes. You know. <laughs> well, I already met him once. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> again, though, I mean. Never meet him twice. Yeah, never meet them twice, especially after they rape you. Oh, someone should have told that to all the women that got hired by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> hey, hey oh. <laughs> Just hand you guys take them out. Ow! Hickory, hickory. Why would Kanye come out? <laughs> Kanye come out? <laughs> Why would Kanye come out of anything but the closet? I don't know. I mean, Stratty, oh my god, when we fucking called you when we were interviewing Zero, you sounded so blazed out of your fucking mind. Oh no, dude, I was just tired, bro. I was out of it. I was really? Like, we thought, oh, dude, we thought you were zooted. No, bro, I was at work. I can't get zooted at work. <laughs> I don't know. It's a smoke shop. No, no, no. I didn't get that job. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, but, <laughs> and then. Like, you gotta listen to that episode, because we also called Cotton right after that. Oh, is he in it? Yeah, he's in it. I also called him up on the phone, and he called you Poop from a Butt. Me? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and he called... I think he just called me a massive faggot. That's a fair assessment. I, I wouldn't say yeah, massive. he also called you a liar. I'm, I'm a liar? Yeah. Yeah, he called you a liar because uh, you said that there was a pony in the cum jar. There was, bro. There was, and it was... Uh, and he's, he was like... And he's like, let me get my condom voice on. Well, like, you know, that's just your opinion, dude. And he was like, well, Stratton is a liar. Yeah, well... Because I fucked his mother, and it oh, was yeah. her wedding ring in that cum jar. Oh, yeah. Well, let me let me, let me me go ahead and... Uh, let me go ahead and set things straight for a bitch-ass cotton out there. Motherfucker, you want to 
You want when you want a beef dog, we can rap battle this out anytime you want, homie. Uh, you have me on Twitter. At me next time, boy. Yeah, that's right, son. All right, let me set the record straight real quick, Jay. There was a pony. Okay. In that jar, and uh, you know what? To be fair, for Cotton side, he didn't make it look like a pony. See, it was Mises U week, right? And he he okay, really yeah. decided to see David Gordon, right? David Gordon wasn't there, right? So Cotton mm-hmm. tells me the night, the first night we're there, he's like, bro, I got to go to Walmart real quick. And I'm like, all right, dog. So I'll ride with him. <laughs> and he's like, all right. I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, it's nothing. And he's like, uh, how about, you know, I'll just, I'll just be out real quick. And, you know, so I just stay in there. And he comes out and he has his bag. He throws it right <laughs> in the back. Well, on the car ride home, I'm just kind of, you know, like looking in the corner of my eye. I notice he's got like a big jar. He's got a My Little Pony thing, and then he has something printed out from, like, the, you know, the picture pl- uh, shop, whatever. I don't know what they call it thing in Walmart. The print yeah, shop. that thing. And, uh, you know, and a pair of scissors, and I'm just like, what, the, what is going on? And, uh, you know, me and Cotton didn't stay in the same room at all, but there was one night near the end of the week where we went back to his room to have some drinks. And uh, I was the first one in the room, and he had forgotten to clean up. That's when I saw it. It was just this cum jar full of cum. And it was a My Little Pony figurine with David Gordon's face on it. And it was terrible. David Gordon does not deserve to be disrespected like that. (laughs) He's such an old man, too. How did he get it up for that? No, no, no. David Gordon didn't get anything up. It was Cotton. Cotton's not old. He's a young man. Yeah, I know. How did Cotton get it up for such an old man? Oh, Cotton just loves that man. He's a big fan. Dude, this is... Did you see any used dresses laying on the floor while you were there? No, no, but uh, no doubt what he has. You know, I mean, no, not no doubt. No knowing what he has at his home. I imagine um, the Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs kind of. I think it could be that kind of situation. He's like, yeah, dude, he just really gives me like serial killer tranny yeah. vibes. He's like, it puts the philosophy in its brain or else it gets its thoughts again. <laughs> That's cotton. Blue. I really don't want to know what happened if he crosses paths with Jeff Deist. Huh? I don't want to know what happens if he crosses paths with Jeff Deist. That's going to be messy for cotton. Yeah, Jeff Deist will. It's like he's gonna have some. Yeah, he's gonna have. That's gonna be like when Buffalo Bill tries to get Jody Foster. Yeah. Are you saying Jeff dies as Clarice Starling? Yes. Fair. That leaves us with Clarice who's is Hannibal? A badass. Is it Tom? Oh, she is. But is yeah. it? Oh my God! Is Tom Woods Hannibal Lecter? Hmm. It's because think about no. it. I, I Hannibal. I, Hannibal. He's an intellectual doctor that everyone likes until they find out in Red Dragon, oh, which is yeah. supposed to be before Silence of the Lambs, but yeah. they find out that he eats people. So, I don't know, man. Maybe Tom Woods has some literal are, skeletons in the closet. Are you insinuating that Tom Woods is a cannibal? I'm not saying he is, but I'm not saying he's not. Well, okay. You can, I th- I'll f- fine with that characterization. I think the character Jack Crawford should be played by Lou Rockwell. Um, you know, because Lou and Jeff's relationship and Jack Crawford mm-hmm. and Clarice Starling's relationship. I think uh, okay. those are both. Okay. Make, that just makes sense, you know. 
You know, actually, it makes make more sense if Walter Block is Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that, that's way more. <laughs> I, uh, I like Walter Block as Hannibal Lecter. I think he would love to play the part, too. I ate his liver with some nice fava beans and a Chianti. Yeah. And it was perfectly okay between libertarians. <laughs> He's trying to tell the person across from his cell Austrian economics instead of biblical lessons like Hannibal was. I think it was biblical lessons. I can't remember that well. I don't remember how. I need to watch it again. It's been a couple Same. years. It's a good. Those are some good movies, though. At least Red Dragon and uh, Silence. Yeah, Red Dragon. Yeah, I saw Red Dragon a few months ago. That was pretty damn good. Yeah, I like. It's that a shame movie. it didn't come out before ha- before uh, Silence of the Lambs because it obviously should. It was the first yeah, book. Prequel, but is what it was. But um, whatever. Have you seen? It's Hannibal? not even a prequel. It's just the first book. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the movie was a prequel. But yeah, technically. Have you, have you seen Hannibal? I did not watch the show, no. No, no, no. Hannibal the movie. No, I got 20 minutes into that one and never finished. It sucks. Don't watch it. And then so does Yeah, that's the, why I stopped. So there's the one where I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's him as like a kid. Or no, it's him as like a young, young man growing up, like becoming a doctor and everything. It's like young Sheldon, but it's young Hannibal. Yeah, it's young There's Hannibal. a laugh track when he eats someone. <laughs> he goes around the house. He's like, mother, why does daddy look tasty? I don't know. <laughs> young Sheldon, I saw that for like the first time a couple of months ago. And it's one of those shows where like, you know, it's network television. So you're not expecting much. And when it's on, you're like, I can't tell if I like it or if I don't. I'm just watching it. I'm like, is it funny? Is it is it shot well? Is it good? I can't tell. But I don't think it's, I like it. No, I don't think I like shot it. well. That's that's one thing that those shows have yeah. is that the production quality is pretty high. But they give but the writing shitty, is just so bad. Yeah, shitty writing, shitty stories, the jokes are bad. Oh, Actors are eh, but it doesn't really matter. What do we think about Two and a Half Men? Is Charlie Sheen a libertarian icon? Fuck yeah. I love I love Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I love his real name is like Carlos Estevez something. Yeah, his his real name is Carlos Estevez because his dad's real name is like it's it's not it's Martin like Estevez, it's something else. No, I think it's Martin. No, Martin is a brother, I think. No, uh, Martin's the dad. Uh, uh Emilio is, is the brother. Yeah, Emilio there we go. Name. <laughs> Emilio, you ever seen Night at the Roxbury? <laughs> Whenever no. they're talking about the ceiling, Emilio Estevez, and I was like, Emilio! <laughs> I love that movie. It's Carlos, like one of Will Ferrell's first movies. Oh, man, yeah, no wonder he changed his name. Carlos Irwin Estevez. Oh, that's a dope name, bro. That sounds Irwin? like a Nicaraguan Contra. Yeah, that sounds like it, a Nicaraguan Contra. He's like, yo, bro, I got cocaine, I have HIV, I have oh, blood. Yeah. If only if only Porter were here to talk to us about right wing reactionary paramilitary groups in South America. <laughs> oh yeah, me and him could talk about those all day. But we know when I rejoin him in heaven. He really can't uh, talk about those all day. He brought up like three episodes in a row. Yeah. The Contras are the most interesting in my Oh, dude, Jesus. Yeah. Uh I think Charlie Sheen is a libertarian icon. I mean he was in Platoon, which is an anti war movie. Yes. Uh he did a lot of drugs. Fucked a lot of bitches. Really, libertarians should learn, take a note out of his book, man. Fuck, go out there and fuck some bitches, you fucking losers. He said he got HIV and said fuck it because he knows it's a fake disease. <laughs> yeah, he knew Fauci right from the fucking start. 
Yeah. Like yeah, that. he's woke. He's woke too. Charlie Sheen based in Red Pill. <laughs> this is the <laughs> show where we out everyone that y'all don't realize is actually really woke. <laughs> who yeah, else? You know who else is woke? OJ Simpson, because he killed a bitch and women don't deserve anything. I'm not going to comment on that one. I like OJ, though. I'm a big fan. I think he was innocent, is why I won't comment on that one. I don't think he killed those people. Have you read the book, If I Did It? I don't know how to read. Well, in the book, If I Did It, OJ clearly explained that it was a dude he had met at a party less than 24 hours before the murders. And then he just showed up back to the house and they, and with this guy he just met not that long ago. And he saw Ron and Nicole there and he just went to a rage, right? And then he just snapped out of the rage and they were dead. And he, he couldn't explain that. And his buddy <laughs> that he just met less than 24 hours ago was like, OJ, we got to go, man. We got to go. So OJ just strips down all his clothes because his buddy told him to do that as well. And yeah, I believe that story. I think OJ's got he's all okay up in the head, and I think he's cool, calm, and collected. And I think that's just the case of the media trying to bring down the black man in America. I'm tired of the media going out for yeah, my dude. people, and I have to yeah, stand dude, up for like, my brother, OJ. Only an in, only an innocent man would write a book titled yes, "If I Did If it. I Did It." Yeah, OJ. <laughs> yeah, he's innocent. That's all the proof you need. He wrote a book exactly. Hashtag free OJ, even though he's not a person. And you know what? I got to give my boy Kevin Castley some credit. George W. Bush also wrote a book. So therefore, George W. Bush did nothing wrong either. If we're going off that genius logic. Actually, Kevin Castley woke and red pill. Kevin Castley smoked and joined with a juggalo, dude. He is red pill. And he was also... He's been saying George Bush and Dick Cheney did nothing wrong. And he's exactly right. They wrote books. Ugh, I mean, how can we not get this, bro? We should be learning from him. Did you watch Did you watch the debate? No, I didn't watch it. But if you remember, Jay, I sat through. I, I went on some like weird six-panel debate that he was on. And I barely got to talk like twice. Remember when I, did that happen? I, I just remember texting y'all about in the group chat. It was nothing big, nothing special at all. I barely said two. Was things. it like was it recently? Uh, maybe like three months ago. But it was literally just I was like the only anti-war guy, and the rest of those fuckers just argued about oh, nukes, and I was like, this wait, is so gay. Yes, I remember on the Historocrats stream. Yeah, that guy. He's gay. Uh, yeah, he still hits me up randomly. Like he, he, at this point, he's not even saying like, "Hey, do you want to come on my stream?" He's just sending me like. A YouTube link to his show, yeah, he and does then, that. And I'm like, no, bro, I'm gonna watch those. <laughs> like, they suck. Yeah, and it's like I check it later on in the morning. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, I was busy. Man, you're nicer so than I like, am. I'm sitting here trying to I, start some podcast yeah. beefs. <laughs> yeah, I call I uh, I'm very amicable between uh people that are adjacent to us. Not to anybody else. Only to people that are adjacent to us and can prove advantages later. I am a sociopath. I don't think he's adva- adjacent to us. Yeah, I met him through, like, Cotton's group chat on Twitter, so... Oh, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I like the dude yeah. as a person, but I wish he would just run his show better because I only got to talk twice yeah. and that pissed me off. But, dude, you got to check out uh, Ace 
quote yeah. unquote. No, the, uh, I, for our listeners, because yeah, I know not everyone has the time, all the time in the world. So I want to read easily the best quote from this whole debate. And this is Ace replying to uh, Kevin Castley. I'm not sure about what, but that really doesn't matter with how amazing this excerpt is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is Ace speaking, by the way. So, quote. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about getting some pussy, dude. Should we have a pussy getting contest? Because I think neoconservatives have just given up on the pussy stance. I think it's what happens when a, quote, motherfucker gets zero pussy, unquote. Sorry, I don't want to be crass for the listeners. Anarchism. Clearly. Have you ever been to a Juggalo event? All those guys call themselves anarchists. And it's just people getting laid galore. It's wicked. And then they're not annoying on Twitter. Imagine that parallel. The Juggalos are the less annoying group. Contrasted to the neoconservatives. Unquote. Ace. Yeah. One of my favorites was... And neoconservatives are gay, but not gay like when I kiss my boyfriend El Pulpo on the lips. Yeah. Or uh, coronavirus. Because corona. Andrew Yang has been going around spraying the coronavirus. Do you think coronavirus should be legalized? I love that Ace yeah, just fucked uh, him and did not give him the time. Well, that's. Day. It wasn't actually like. We're not going to keep the shtick up. It wasn't actually Ace. Matt showing me his mushroom. <laughs> the goat. Well, he's what? His the dick? goat? He's, Matt was just showing me his goat. Oh, yeah. okay. It's nice. <laughs> it's a pretty goat. But yeah, so... But yeah, for the people that weren't... That didn't listen and don't know what Ace's voice sounds like, that was not Ace on that stream. Oh, who was it? It was El Pulpo, MMA oh, anarchist. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> And that's why he didn't have his video on at all. That's why he said, that's why he said, um, what if I'm not even ace? Yeah. How funny would that be? Like, with something else. That was hilarious. And yeah, at the end, he's like, how funny would it be if I wasn't even ace? And then that's the second Kevin realized he's been trolling. He's like, what are you doing? It doesn't even matter because blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Kevin got fucked up in that debate, dog. That was hilarious. <laughs> Because he's there trying to have a sincere debate with this dude who's just calling him gay. And he's like, why didn't you join the military? Yeah. Oh, and he bro. thinks it's like this gotcha. What a bitch. He thinks it's this gotcha. Like, oh, yeah. What, you think because I support war I should join the military? He's like, were you in the military? Yeah, yeah I what? was. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like, why didn't you join the military? It's a, like, I'm gay. I joined the military. It's it's great. <laughs> There's a bunch of dudes. You go to Fort Benning. There's 60 dudes. They line you up yeah. naked. Make sure you don't have anything. Side by side. They put you in the showers. They're all going to get all soapy. I had a great time. Yeah. I think you won't join because you're homophobic. <laughs> I love, too, that you started was... out with, like, a legit stance. And then after that, just went off the rails. <laughs> it wasn't even a legit stance. He was just like. Neocons are like bronies. No, no, he, it's he, a bunch of socially. But he started out talking about. Oh Iran. yeah, no. like that was it was yeah, a Kevin's, good start. Yeah. That he just goes off the rails, and that's what made it <laughs> hilarious. Neocons are like bronies, bunch of socially dejected losers that all happen to end up being pedophiles. Oh man, yeah, that was a great debate. Uh, we should link that in the notes for this episode for our listeners. 
Oh, we will. I want to actually have those two on to talk about that little yeah. stunt because that is no, amazing. Be yeah, that would be. We should have Kevin Castley on too. <laughs> we we Kevin Gay. Okay, ah, don't cut this part. Okay, we should ask. We should invite Kevin Castley on to like explain his position and be like, yeah, let's have an honest conversation, um, and then just fucking surprise him with helpful. <laughs> And we ended all of us just gang, gang bang that nigga with the bait, but just say the most dumb shit. Like, I want to do that now. Ask them about it. Tell them that we'll do that. Like, we'll, t- we'll get Kevin Cassidy to come on the show under circumstances that won't be such. And then once he gets on, he'll slowly start to realize throughout the conversation that he's being fucked with again. If we can get him twice and the second time it happens on our show, think about how good that will be for our numbers. Dude, oh, dude, I'm I'm DMing El Popo right now. We yeah, are doing this. Tell him about my idea. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, dude, this was... So I couldn't watch it because I was kind of still coming back in on my flight. And so I like was watching it today at work and I was losing my shit. The entire time at the fact that this guy really, th- like, he kept trying 20 minutes in to be serious. What was Kevin Castle's well, face called like? called gay. <laughs> what was Kevin Castle's face like? Because that dude makes the most dumb faces. It was like a, a, a wave of shock. <laughs> like, and then he would just laugh it off and keep trying to talk. Then he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, well. That's great. And he actually the the dumb the dumbest part though was like, it was like give me twenty years and this show I'm gonna have a lot of neo we have a lot of young blood a lot of young hawks yeah uh, <laughs> the way you say give it twenty years he's two percent of the way within his show we got a lot of young hogs moving in in the neoconservative movement we got young some ballers you know what I'm saying play a hater like that's how you talk so that's how you. <laughs> You know what's crack a After he smoked weed with that juggalo. I smoked weed with juggalo. After he smoked weed with that juggalo. We got weed loving juggalos. We I got gay love... Iranians. Join the neoconservative. <laughs> that really, though, like, I can't believe he actually squeezed that one out of him. Dude. That he actually I got to weed smoking with weed with a juggalo. I can't believe he said that, too. And then he says, yeah, I smoked weeds with some fascist air. And Prim's, like, acted hard. What a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, I smoked weed with a juggalo once. <laughs> That's the best fucking line I've, you could pull out of anyone in the debate. Imagine, imagine like Ron Paul on the stage, the 2012 or 2008 presidential <laughs> debates, and they start they start debating about the war on drugs, and Ron Paul just says, "Do you even know juggalos?" That's all anarchism. They're getting laid galore. And they just go in at it. And finally, he goes, he goes on to Rudy Giuliani. Do you ever smoke weed with a juggalo? And then Rudy Giuliani. Yes. I I don't like I can't do a Rudy Giuliani voice. If you can, Jay, you are, you're welcome to. I can. Bird, bird okay. can. We all need right. Bird for all the New York Well, voices. we can get Bird and record these classic clips. But anyways. Um, then Rudy Giuliani just like I smoked Insurrection Inc. remastered I weed with the juggalo once and then Ron Paul's like see see 
how did you smoke weed with a juggalo and still want to bomb Iran? Dude, he said that his uncle was John McCain and his uncle sucked the soap out of his dick. (laughs) If you know what it felt like, it felt like when Sam Hyde pretty much hijacked that TEDx talk with Paradigm Shift 2057 or whatever. And everyone's expecting a real TED talk. He comes out dressed like a Roman soldier. He's like, state and forced homosexuality is the future. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic, bro. We talk, we've talked about that one so many times, dude. We have. Me, you, and so Cotton. Good. Me, you, and Cotton have talked so about that good. so many times. It's modern art. It is one of the best clips to ever exist. <laughs> we'll just kill him. We're just gonna kill Kill him. Well, before we do wrap anything up, uh, before we wrap things up, have you been reading anything good lately, Jay? Uh, yeah, I have actually been getting through War of the Flea by Robert Taper or Tabor. Tell me about and it. And it is a. It was written in like the seventies, I believe. So it's a little outdated, but it's like a case study of guerrilla warfare and goes over all the different kinds going on. So Jared from Biting the Bullet actually recommended that one to me. Hell yeah. And I haven't had the time to really get through it, but it is a pretty interesting read. The guy leans pretty heavily left. So like he'll be praising the guerrillas, but at the same time, he'll also throw in words like authoritarian socialist regime. After the gorillas win. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's really hard to tell where he stands. But there's uh, some pretty cool stories in there. Like how the IRA really prepped very hard just to shoot one cop in the dick. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a pretty interesting book. Definitely anyone who is interested in that sort of stuff, hit me up. I have the PDF copy, so you don't have to actually buy it. I will just DM it to you. It's no problem at all. But aside from that, no, I just haven't really had the time to read yeah, same here. I'm actually still stuck on a Reactionary Liberty by Robert Taylor, uh, which is kind of like, a, in my opinion, a better watered-down version of... Well, not better, but just a good watered-down version for laymen like myself of uh, kind of, of Democracy, the God That Failed, and also some other libertarian classics. However, um, I was looking on Amazon earlier, and there's no more copies of Reactionary Liberty being sold on there, and I don't know anywhere else where you could find a copy of that, because its author, Robert Taylor, is completely gone off the internet, um, like nowhere to be found. So I'm interested now if I own a rare book. That'd be pretty cool. But I did order recently, since I got a new job, I decided to treat myself a bit, and I ordered um, A World Without Cancer, Part 1, by G. Edward Griffin. Griffin. And that's this, written by the same guy who wrote, um, what's that book called? Uh, the Curse of Jekyll Island or something like that about the Federal Reserve book. The Federal Reserve book. I, I, yeah. yeah. But um, that's the book that Ron Paul. The Monster of yeah, Jekyll Island, I believe. That's the book that Ron Paul read and got really inspired by to write his own book, which was then the Fed. And I still need to read that one, so I probably will get that one soon. But I did also get... Um, Crap, what's it called? Uh, Revolt Against the Modern World by Julius Evola. And I'm very excited to read that. Uh, sadly, that won't get here until like later on in the month. So trying to get through Reactionary Liberty and then 
read one of those too when it comes. Did you ever listen to Bird talk about Evola with Pete? I have not. Dude, Evola is fucking weird. Yeah, he is weird. I know that. Yeah. Because, like, one second, what he's saying sounds like a libertarian argument. Like, he even talks about natural rights in there in a positive light. But then it's, like, in this context of just neo-fascism. And it's, like, what is what is this? Yeah. Well, I don't but know. But very much. smart dude. I definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know much about him beyond the surface level stuff. So that's why I'm excited to read this book and see what I can learn. And possibly we can talk about it. You will, you will learn a lot from that book. I definitely want to get around to it eventually. Like there's a couple of people from outside of our ideology that I do want to read. I just don't have the fucking time to read. Well, once you get the time, read it and I will too. And we can start our franchise version of the Pete and bird show. (laughs) Nice. I also want to get around to some of the communist literature that Aaron has recommended. Because there definitely is some strategy yeah, yeah, yeah. in there to take. You'll have to send some of that my way then. Yeah, he recommended uh, State and Revolution, I believe. Uh, what is to be done, which Hoppe took the book title, What Must Be Done From. And a couple others. Like He really heavily recommended Lenin. And for people interested in that one also, uh, Bird has an ongoing series with Pete, where he reviews these books. He started with Postmodernist, which I didn't care about. Then he did Evola, which I liked. And then he's been doing all the communists. He's been going... He did Lenin. He did Stalin. He did one recently that I haven't gone around to listening to yet. But it has been incredibly, incredibly interesting. And I actually... They're going to wrap up the series soon. They only have, like, two more people to get through. And they're keeping the last one secret. But I guessed immediately, based off my conversations with Bird, who it was. Uh, you want to know who it's going to be? Are you going to cut this? Yeah, I'm going to cut this part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I'm just going to censor it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because what I realized that helped Bird realize is that. that he is a post-Marxist. Yeah. And it's just like, holy shit. I was just shit posting on Twitter, then I realized, oh, wait. He is a dialectical Marxist. <laughs> All right, yeah, I remember when I learned that, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Continental cool, philosophy. Though. It's a bitch. But it's cool, though. In my it opinion, is. I like it that. Is. That's there. Uh, oh, it's very fucking interesting. But, yeah, uh, books. I, like, I don't know what else is on my list. I'm just sort of coasting through. Like, the only thing I've really been reading that everyone knows is the Bible. So, aside from well, that, nothing much. Speaking of before we end this, um, has a new book coming out this year with the Mises Institute, and it should be coming out sometime this spring, I think April, but y'all should definitely get that book if you can, or get any book from the Mises Institute, support them in any way you can. I know we shitpost a lot on here about that stuff, but <laughs> uh, those people have done a lot for us um, in our growing up as men. And also our intellectual growth, of course, and then just helping us meet each other and spread these ideas. Mm-hmm. So please help them out. Uh, oh, one hundred fucking percent. Great foundation and great for liberty. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I guess that is the end of the show. We've sort of run ourselves dry. I'm very fucking tired. Yeah, after I'm, this I'm one. tired, but th- I have fun just getting <laughs> on here. <laughs> it was so much fucking fun. So yeah, if you're on YouTube or Odyssey, leave a comment, subscribe, like. If you're on iTunes, leave a review. 
for every th- every platform share the show with your friends uh we're not really doing theory that much anymore but if your friends just need a good libertarian laugh we're filling the hole left by the the fag cast oh yeah rest in peace fag cast rest in peace porter yeah yeah timeline earth you're good but you know you're not a fag cast but also before we go check out my appearance on the tle actually recently oh hell yeah so this going up friday Last Friday, I was on Paz's show, The Scarlet Thread Society, and we went into Kabbalah for an hour. And that was very fucking interesting. I listened back today, and it was a very good fucking episode. So, definitely everybody go check that one out. Support friends of the show. Support our show. Uh, oh, yeah. We never plug our Teespring. So, yeah, check out our Teespring. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.